Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. In a few moments, we're going to check in with Vincent Reese from Cobblestone Freeway Tours. It wasn't that long ago that we chatted with Vince about his tour to Ukraine. They actually specialize in tours to Ukraine, and obviously they're not doing that right now. But Vince has a lot of connections in Ukraine, so we're going to get some insight from him on Ukraine, and most importantly, how you can help out. Then we'll head to La Casa de la Playa. It's an adults-only boutique hotel that opened up back in December in the Riviera Maya, Mexico. Eric Bowman, executive editor of Travel Pulse, was recently there, so we'll get his take on what it's like. And then we'll chat with the folks from Tours by Locals, a company that offers unique and personalized tours from local guides all around the world. But first, we're going to start things out by getting some insight on some of the things that are happening in Ukraine. The folks at Cobblestone Freeway Tours specialize in tours to Ukraine. And obviously, as I mentioned, they're not doing that right now. But the founder, Vincent Reese, has a lot of connections in Ukraine. So I thought it might be helpful to talk to him. And he joins us now to talk about Ukraine and most importantly, how you can help. The website is cobblestonefreeway.ca. Thanks for joining us, Vince. Hi, Randy. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, You know, it was just recently uh, in January, in fact, we did a show segment about touring Ukraine. That's what Cobblestone uh, Freeway Tours is all about. And then here we are, not even a few months later, uh, talking about this nightmare. Uh, But I wanted to get your input. I wanted to get uh, some insight from you and, more importantly, uh, talk about how people can help. So you have a lot of connections in Ukraine. Uh, What are you hearing? Well, yeah, thanks. It's it's completely incomprehensible what is happening right now. I mean, uh, I was just in Ukraine, like you said, a month ago, and uh, we've been touring tours to Ukraine for over 10 years, and we have our own team in Ukraine, and... uh, uh, they've gone now from becoming tour leaders to helping refugees and helping uh, people that are in much more desperate uh, times than they are. So they're they're in Lviv in western Ukraine, and they're helping people uh, that are flooding from the rest of Ukraine towards the west uh, in the city of Lviv. They're helping them with accommodations, food, shelter, anything that they can uh, as they travel on to Poland and, and elsewhere in Europe. So uh, it's 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 the craziest thing that you could imagine and nobody believed this was really going to happen. I didn't believe it was going to happen, but Ukrainians aren't surprised. They knew this was going to come one day, I think. And, uh, um, I think the, one of the only surprises is that we're all surprised because Putin has been signaling that this is his plans for so long. And, uh, and he's really rattled the world. Well, one thing that that kind of impresses me, if you can get take anything out of this, is the support that Ukraine has been getting from around the world. And you're also setting up your own foundation so people can help as well. Yeah, uh, thanks. Yeah, the, the, the global support has been phenomenal. I think, uh, unfortunately, there's been conflicts all, all around the world for years that haven't gotten this kind of attention. And I think perhaps because this hits so close to home, um, um, for 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 western societies i think uh it's a shame that it's taken this to wake the world up to the fact that there's tyrants dictators in the world 
war, death, famine, like there's a lot of problems. And, and yeah, Ukraine one hits close to home for a lot of people. And because there's so many Ukrainians in, in the prairies in Canada and, and, uh, and around the world. And, uh, you know, there's independence to be finally, you know, having to go back and fight for independence again. So, yeah, we did have a foundation that we had set up already. It was, it was already existing and it was set up to, um, uh, help with cultural projects in Ukraine. It was called the Cobblestone Freeway Foundation. But now we've shifted our focus to be completely uh, dedicated towards uh, helping the refugees and our, our staff and our friends and uh, the people in Ukraine that we know and that we can help. You know, we're trying to put money directly into the hands of the people that need it. There's lots of amazing funds out there. I would also suggest that uh, there's the Canada-Ukraine Foundation or there's the C- Canadian Red Cross are excellent our little company uh, is small, and we're just trying to help the people that we know. And uh, our staff in Ukraine are, in turn, using the money to help other people. So we've been, they've been taking care of a group of orphans uh, from an orphanage from Kiev that got relocated to Lviv. Uh, they've been helping people live in our office, taking journalists around, buying books for children that are, you know, living in the shelters or you know, are, are traveling onto Poland so that they have something to read and keep themselves distracted. And I mean, the whole world is coming together and we're just trying to do our own little part. So yeah, the Cobblestone Freeway Foundation and uh, we're putting money directly into the hands. Like we've wire transferred, I think over $10,000 already of like a cash donation, cash money right to individual people, right into their bank accounts so that they can use the cash right now on hand to buy what's necessary. So, mm-hmm. um, And again, that's just the people that we know, you know, and, and we've had people reach out to us as well saying, can you help my cousin or can you, can you help my grandmother or can you help my aunt? And we're doing the best we can to help everybody we can. Well, I think everybody's doing the best they can. Uh, people can just go on your website, cobblestonefreeway.ca. There's a link right there that says support Ukrainian fund or Ukraine fund and uh, explains it uh, quite simplistically and quite easily and uh, what all the money goes to, what how you're helping and very simple donations. So it can't be any simpler, can it? Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's lots of uh, big, big multinational organizations that are, that are also uh, able to help, but we know that, that that money takes time to get organized and get to the right places. And uh, there are people that are, you know, already in Poland or Spain or Romania or Germany or wherever, and they just, they're running with their kids and they're, they, they've got no money, you know, they, they just, to buy simple things, you know, let alone, you know, when the time comes, we're using the money to, you know, fly people to Canada or get them set up mm-hmm. somewhere else. You know, they need a little bit of cash to help them get along. And so we're just helping with that. Uh, but specifically, a lot of people are saying, you know, we went on this tour with you, Vince, and our, you know, your guide, Yulia, or Bogdan, or Taras, or Dima, like, they were so wonderful. How are they? Uh, can we send them some money? So we're, you know, making sure, because they're out of money, they're out of jobs. You know, there's going to be no tourism industry in Ukraine for the foreseeable future. So mm. what are these people going to do for money? And and God only knows what they're going to do. So we want to make sure that uh, we can help them. So, uh, Vincent Reese is the CEO and founder of Cobblestone Freeway Tours. Again, if you want to help out uh, by making a donation, cobblestonefreeway.ca. The link is right on your website. I, I wish you all the best, Vince. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for having me on the show. Mm-hmm.
Well, there's a new hotel that opened up back in December in the Riviera Maya, Mexico. It's called La Casa de la Playa. And recently, our good friend and regular guest to the show, Eric Bowman, visited there. He's the executive editor of Travel Pulse, and you can find his write-up. Highlights from the La Casa de la Playa Trav Forum on the Travel Pulse website, travelpulse.com. And Eric joins us now to tell us more about it. Hi, Eric. Hey, how's it going? It's going very well. I'm kind of jealous you got to uh, visit this uh, fancy resort, the La Casa de la Playa. Uh, the first three words <laughs> kind of give it away. Uh, I'm never leaving, you have in quotes there. So uh, tell us a little bit about La Casa de la Playa. Yeah, it's in Riviera Maya, Mexico, and it's part of the Hotelis Excaret property. So it's one of their newest resorts. It's their, their third resort. Uh, they have plans for expanding their other ones, Hotel Escaret Mexico and Hotel Escaret Arte. Uh, but they put this new one up. It just opened up in December. It is all-inclusive. It is luxury, true five-star luxury. We hosted a bunch of travel advisors, part of a uh, travel forum event. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we had 10 different advisors come down and they were blown away just like I was, as you can see, if you check out the pictures. Uh, I did a photo tour slideshow as well on travelpulse.com if you want to Check out some of the pictures there, and I've got a video up as well, and it is absolutely fantastic property. I mean, it's only 63 rooms, and they're all suites, actually, so it's not, I don't, it's not a room. It's a suite, and it is all high ceilings. Every room has an ocean view. It is, you have a butler service. I mean, it's expensive to get to, to stay there, but if you are looking for true luxury at the all-inclusive level, you won't find anything better. Well, it sounds like you're going to get a lot of value for your money. And when you start an article out saying, I'm never leaving, you must have been very impressed. And, and you're right. There's lots of videos on there. There's lots of images so people can get a really good uh, uh, feel for it. But it's cool that you're with uh, other travel advisors, too, because you can get their uh, take on it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had one um, advisor, a few different advisors, actually, who have some celebrity clients. And they were down there to kind of test out luxury because when you think all-inclusive you don't necessarily think like true luxury i mean luxury is very subjective right mm-hmm. so it's everyone has their different levels of luxury but you know true five-star luxuries your four seasons your things like that it's up there in the, in the cost but you're you're going to get a lot for that money because you get your own butler service it's all 24 hours uh seven days a week there i mean you, you have that at a lot of other all-inclusive properties where they do have room service that you can get whenever you want. But the cool thing about this place is they have a wine cellar, they have a tequila bar, and they have a chocolate a chocolate store. They call it the Chocolateria. <laughs> All of those are 24 hours. So it could be if you decide, you know what, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, I want some chocolate, you just go down to the chocolate store. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, you say, I want some tequila, you go down to La Bodega, and you can get, and it's it's top-shelf tequila, too. It's Clase Azul, Don Julio, 1940. Uh, 1970, like it's it's all the top shelf uh, tequila there, and then also the wine cellar. It's all uh, fine Mexican wines, and you can literally just walk into the wine cellar. It's kind of like in a cave-like setting, which is really cool. You can just grab a bottle off the shelf and take it right back to your room. Like <laughs> you can't do that anywhere else. It's pretty pretty cool. I can see now why people are saying they never want to leave. <laughs> right, yeah, that's it's. I mean, it translates to house by the beach, house of the beach, beach house basically. So it's one of the advisors that was there with us. He was like, this is like if you had a rich uncle and you're just staying at his beach house. That's (laughs) kind of the feel that they're going for is that you are at your house and they want you to feel that way, that you're very welcoming. And that's why, you know, the the butler service comes in handy. You can uh, just kind of text. We just text through WhatsApp. Um, 
and yeah, ask them what you need. If you want some pizza at, you know, at midnight, you got that. If you want them to draw a bath for you at 10 p.m. after you come back from dinner, you, the bath will be ready waiting for you. It's, it's pretty sweet. Uh, that's, that is really amazing. I would just do that stuff just because you can. <laughs> right. Not exactly. that you need a exactly. bath or anything like that. Just because just I can, I'm going to do that. Yeah, and all the tubs there were uh, made in Thailand. They're volcanic rocks from Thailand. and So they're very, very inviting, and you, you, you just actually want to get in. I'm not a huge bath person, but you just look at that tub, you're like, I need to get in that tub. <laughs> <laughs> well, expand a bit about uh, what the rooms are like. I mean, uh, you know, you're saying you're you're paying a pretty pretty penny, uh, but I would think that you, it's top end luxury, no matter where you are or what part of the resort you're at. Yeah, absolutely. So they've got you know the standard mini bar stuff, but you've got Moet Champagne in there, which you don't really find anywhere else. Um, all the rooms are high ceilings. They're all about um, a thousand, a little over a thousand square feet. Uh, the showers in the bathroom area can turn into a sauna. Um, the rooms are massive. It's all um, the architecture there too is really really awesome. Um, there's a jellyfish tank inside there too, which sounds weird, but it's very eco friendly. And they're actually like growing jellyfish basically. And then <laughs> once they get to a certain size, they'll remove them and release them into the ocean, which is pretty cool. Um, you've got a very comfortable bed, massive bed, actually king size. And let's see, yeah, the Tulsi. Every room has a uh, its own little private pool too, which is really cool. Not a lot of places you have to pay extra for that if you mm-hmm. want to do that, or you can only be on the ground floor if you want that. But no, here you can be on the fourth floor, and there you go. You um, got your own private pool. We should mention it is an adults-only resort, right? Uh, yes, yeah, sixteen and up. Yeah, so. uh, and sixty-three rooms, so a lot of space. Normally, are they open with hundred percent capacity? Now, I, I was looking at uh, or saw a story about oh, yeah, uh, most of Mexico up. is yeah. on the green light, so everything is pretty much wide open, is it not? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. That resort's only sixty-three rooms, so yeah, they're they're booking up fast. And they were um, a couple of days we were there, they were at full, full capacity of every room sold. And then one of the days they were not, and that's when we got to take the advisors and tour the master suite area, which is really cool because it has a full living room. It has like its own little like mini kitchen area too. So there's different aspects if you want to, you know, bring a full family down or if it's just, you know, um, a couple's getaway or Mm -hmm. something like that, you know, you can have a smaller room, but I I say smaller room because it's probably the biggest room you've ever stayed in. um, (laughs) All inclusive flights for sure. Uh, Tell me about the area now and how far uh, from Cancun are you or or is that where you fly into and just getting there in general? Yeah, you'll fly into... Yeah, you'll fly into Cancun Airport. And then actually what the cool thing about this resort, because it is extra luxury and they're going for special perks and everything, they'll pick you up in a Tesla and then you will drive to the resort. It's about 45, 50 minutes, uh, maybe an hour, depending on traffic and what time of the day you land at um, because you do have to pass through Playa del Carmen, obviously, just to get down to Riviera Maya Mm -hmm. and everything. So it's about 45, 50 minutes. And you also have all the um, amenities that you would if you stayed at Escaret Mexico or Escaret Arte, you get all the um, amenities and the access to Escaret Parks, which is really cool. This is the Escaret Park, they've got the underground rivers, they've got the cenotes. You can actually have a private dinner at a cenote. You can have um, a backstage pass tour through the um, Escaret Parks uh, Espectacular uh, Mexico. It's like one of the most famous shows. It's kind of like Mexico's Broadway, if you will. Anything you didn't like? That's a tough one. Um, and I'm kind of putting no, you on the spot, I, but... Uh, yeah, anything I did. Um, well, I would, it's a good thing that we had, part of this trap forum was so that the hotel can learn and see what 
these advisors and are you know thinking of for their high-end luxury clients and mm. what type of things they're going to want. So they didn't have um, ice cream there. <laughs> so that was one thing that they learned. Like, okay, you know, ten o'clock at night, people in nine o'clock treat maybe you want some ice cream. So they didn't have. They, uh, one of the guests, text, one of the advisors, texted their butler and said, "Hey, I want some ice cream." And they said, "Oh, we." We have these chocolate popsicles at the chocolate store, but we don't really have any ice cream. So, well, know, that's it. I'm not staying there. That. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can read all about it. You can see lots of video and uh, images, uh, highlights from the La Casa de la Playa Travel Forum. It's on the Travel Pulse website, travelpulse.com, written by Eric Bowman. He's the executive editor with Travel Pulse. It's always fun to chat with you, Eric. Thank you for your insight. I appreciate it, man. Always a great time. Well, if you've never been to a specific destination, it's always good to have someone local that can kind of guide you and give you some helpful tips. And even if you have been to a particular destination, you might learn something new with a local tour guide. And that's where Tours by Locals comes in. To tell us more about Tours by Locals is the CEO and founder of Tours by Locals, Paul Melhus. The website is toursbylocals.com. Hi, Paul. Hello there. Give me the story. How did Tours by Locals uh, get started? Well, the uh, basic idea for the business was it started it came into us in 2006. Uh, we were on a uh, trip to uh, China, and it was our last day. Uh, we were in Beijing, actually, uh, and we hadn't visited the Great Wall. So, of course, nobody goes to Beijing without seeing the Great Wall. So we checked out the various options, and, you know, you can go uh to the wall at, at various points. Uh, the most common one is a place called Battling. That's close in, but it's really, really busy packs of uh, tourists. So that's not very interesting to us. Um, we found a guy who would drive us about two hours out of Beijing to a place called Simitai, uh, where it's a more, uh, I don't know, authentic, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Battling is like the Disney version mm-hmm. of, of the Great Wall. So uh, we were... Uh, walking about and uh, we passed this group of uh, Chinese ladies, about 20 of them, and uh, two of them came uh, after us and introduced themselves, you know, where are you from, Canada, oh, we love Canada, all this sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, then they started to give us an impromptu tour of the wall and, uh, you know, they had pretty good English and uh, they knew uh some interesting stories about uh, the Great Wall, and but uh, as well, we also learned uh, something about them. Uh, they were farmers who did this, uh, you know, when there was no work on the farm to, well, they didn't say why they were doing it, you know, because they like to meet foreigners, right? But of course, uh, so we were enjoying that, but with the, um, always, you know, there's an undercurrent of why are they doing this? What's going to happen at the end? Blah, blah, blah. And of course, uh, when they, uh, when it was time for us to leave, and you know we're heading straight to the airport at that point, uh, they brought out all their tchotchkes and things <laughs> that you know we didn't really want, but uh, we uh, bought a book or something like that. So on the plane, we thought you know this was really good in many respects, but you know it didn't feel as comfortable as we might like it to be, and certainly at the end, it didn't leave anybody feeling uh, particularly fulfilled. So we started talking about, you know, how could we make this a more, um, you know, a better experience for both us and then, of course, for the two women, because 
you know, we really liked them. Mm-hmm. And we were sad that we didn't have any money left um, to uh, to give them. Um, but uh, anyways, out of that, uh, over the course of the next two years, uh, we developed the concept of Tours by Locals. And it was really intended as a way to uh, allow travelers like ourselves to connect with local people, which, you know, we, we feel is a really valuable part of uh, traveling. We don't, you know, we're not just wanting to see the sites. We want to actually, you know, engage with local people and, and learn something about the, you know, the life, the real life, as opposed to the, you know, the, the great walls and the Eiffel towers, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. But also how can we help uh, people like these two women uh, present themselves in a more professional way, and uh, so uh, that was how. Uh, that's the idea of uh, tours by locals, and we we launched in uh, 2008 in October. That's when the website opened. As it turned out, uh, timing was really really important for us because the idea of tours by locals, you can kind of get how it works when you've got lots of guides and uh, you know there's something for travelers to see, but when you have nothing. Why would travelers come to your website? Why would guides sign up when you don't have any travelers? You know, this is yeah, exactly. a classic problem. And, of course, we didn't have a lot of money to, to fund the business. Um, but the recession created this uh, uh, opportunity for us uh, when we went out to guides. All they were investing was, you know, four or five hours of their time to put up their profile. You know, we went through a, a series of vetting of them but uh, uh and uh, but for them you know it was a, a no-brainer because they weren't doing anything anyways so over the course of the next two years we built up a critical mass of guides and content and then when the world started to heal we were there with a credible product to uh, offer people and so now we're in i think it's like 169 countries and uh, we have about 4500 guides around the world uh, so we're pretty much uh, we're where pretty much everybody wants to travel so well i am looking at your website toursbylocals.com you're close it, you're if you're going by your website it says 4450 <laughs> guides in 191 countries so yeah you have a oh. lot of guides to choose from and yeah, a lot of indeed. destinations yeah. Okay, well, good. It kind of goes up and down a little bit. As, <laughs> I'm sure uh, it does. Thing. Yeah. Tell me a bit about the guys themselves, though. What kind of criteria? I mean, you touched on it, but uh, obviously uh, they got to know the area, and and I, I'm assuming they probably have to know some languages, right? Yeah. Well, everybody uh, on the platform uh, speaks English. That was, uh, uh, you know, at some future time we'll, you know, uh, expand to mm-hmm. <clears throat> other languages. But for right now, uh, it's in, uh, everyone speaks English, and you know we do, we assess their uh, competency in uh, in speaking English, uh, and we also do a background check. So uh, you know there's um, uh, various databases that you can put people through to you know see who they are and make mm-hmm. sure that they're not uh, uh, bad people. Um, but and then they go through an interview process, and uh, in many cases, uh, particularly in Europe, uh, we need to check their licensing because uh, there's a lot more restrictions in in places like Europe about who can do what sort of thing. You know, if you want to be a guide of the uh, uh, of Barcelona, you need to have proper permits. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to be talking about uh, uh, the history and all of that sort of thing. Maybe not so much for a tapas tour, but uh, 
you know, so we have to uh, to validate all of those, make sure that people, you know, <clears throat> are able to do what they say they can do. So, so uh, let's talk about some of the tours now. Obviously, uh, we don't have time to cover all <laughs> tour guides and tours, but in general, though, what are some of the popular tours? What are people looking for when they're booking a tour? Well, I would say um, it, they divide themselves into a couple different categories. There, there's a lot of uh, people you know, that are uh, kind of first-time visitors. So mm-hmm. we have that sort of thing where you, you know, you see all of the uh, the places that are kind of on people's lists. Um, but, you know, we like to, uh, all of our guides are, uh, you know, they'll have something in their back pocket that they can pull out that's a kind of aha moment. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really important for, for us. So there's those first-time visitor types of things. But um, I would say a, a large percentage of our travelers are looking for more of a customized experience. So they will, uh, through the platform, talk to a guide and, uh, you know, they'll work out a, a custom itinerary that, uh, you know, is specific for them. Uh, you know, one thing that comes to mind just off the top of my head is uh, this American uh couple that adopted two girls from Ethiopia and they worked with one of our guides of Addis Ababa to drive to the village where those two girls were born and uh, meet up with you know the the extended family and and all of that sort of thing I mean that's just the kind of experience you know you you just can't buy that off the shelf sort Mm -hmm. of thing so they, they worked out all the details and the logistics of it and you know, and then they they just had to show up, and the guide gave them. A, you know, it was awesome, really <laughs> heartwarming to to read about that sort of thing. Well, I would think too, if you if, like you mentioned, if you've never been to a particular destination, uh, having someone hold your hand that especially uh, local knows the language, knows the customs, would be very helpful, and, and you would learn a lot. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's, that's the. Uh, you know, we're also uh, there's certain destinations that are more challenging for uh, you know Westerners. India comes to mind, and having a, a local person there with you to kind of navigate the, um, the you know it's very different culture. I don't know if you've you've been to India, but it can be quite a challenging destination for mm. a, a Westerner. Um, so that that's also uh, where we we tend to shine as well. I, again, I'm looking at your website, uh, toursbylocals.com. It sounds like it's pretty simple to book a tour. You kind of just input where you're going, when you're going, and what you'd like to do, and, and you pop up uh, different types of options, right? Yeah, that's right. So there is quite a large number of tours on the website. I think there's like about 25,000 different uh, tour offerings from you know those uh, 4,500 or so guides. Um, but if, you know, you see something that catches your eye, but maybe you want to make a change, then you can just uh, send a message to the guide. And, you know, depending on what his capabilities are, he'll, you know, adapt the itinerary and, uh, you know, then you can have a customized experience mm-hmm. as well. Well, it sounds like a cool way to travel. Toursbylocals.com is the website. Paul Mel. Hughes is the CEO and founder of Tours by Locals. Uh, it was a real pleasure chatting with you, Paul. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Randy. And that-
that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.